Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. They play the replay a couple of days later. What? In the World Cup? Welcome to Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast, where much like Eric Ten Hag, we are lining ourselves up for a devastating and well-telegraphed catastrophe. I am here with two of the most plausible scapegoats in all of football. He's from an obscure Pacific island and he misses his guinea pig. It's Andy Bax Talalangi. <laughs> yeah, thanks. He's fat, he's round. He's walking football bound. It's Daz Napton. Oi, oi, oi. And with you always is me, Toblerone. It does seem like this appointment for Man United is very much like when they appointed Moyes. It was, you know, who else can we blame for this while we sort our shit out and try and fix years of mismanagement in one summer? Are you, do, you know, do you know the Guardian football cartoonist David Squires? Daz, I know you do. I do indeed, yes. I, I always think about his comic where they were talking about um, Chris Watts' chops leaving Wales and going to Sunderland. Holman. Holman? That's it. I completely forgot his name for a second. And it's um, him with like pants on his head and knitting noodles up his nose like in Blackadder Goes Forth, saying, oh. um, being interviewed by the press, saying, <laughs> I don't think this is a poison chalice. A poison chalice would be deceptively enticing. This one is clearly labelled poison. <laughs> I like that. Not my favourite Chris Coleman story, though. My favourite Chris Coleman story was when he was manager of Zaragoza? Somewhere in Spain, anyway. That, that doesn't sound like a real place at all, Andy. Um, Maybe it isn't. And he um, was late for training one day because he said his washing machine had broken and all his official club merch was 
like stuck in the washing machine so he couldn't get it but then pictures came out of him out on a student night out the night before <laughs> it was just it was just hanging so it didn't go to work love it you lying shit <laughs> i love him to just come in and like comically shrunken uh kit i told you you bastards <laughs> chris we can see your scrotum should have <laughs> let me stay on then yeah i think uh looking at his team's managed it must have been real uh size your dad that's your dad okay oh close yeah it was it was pretty real still he's a real socio dad He's now managing in Greece, did you know? A lovely huh. old time, that, isn't it? Lovely time. Atromitos, which sounds more <laughs> like a robot. <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe he is managing a, a team of robots or just one robot. Well, this is, this is what Wiki says. Atromitos Football Club, simply known as Fearless. Oh, okay. That's what it means, apparently. Atromitos in English is just fearless. So they're fearless FC. All extremely ominous. Well, perhaps so. I mean, they did finish eighth in the Greek Super League, so there can be no fear there, surely. (laughs) But forget about Greece. Forget about Coleman. Forget about the cheeky girls for now. We're here for In The Mix. (laughs) We're here for In The Mix. And we finally managed to get Andy Baxter to come up with a story from a random nation. Why has it taken so long? Finally putting a shift in. Lazy Scouser. Yeah, that's it. Just dodging the work in it. You know, jokes (laughs) write themselves, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be bringing us a story from... The Caribbean, which is very, very exciting. And I have been trying to avoid spoilers that you've been putting in the Facebook chat just so I can get the genuine impressiveness of your story. And I hope I haven't hyped it up too much because it better be good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a two-part story, really. Um, Only because, well, it's not really a two-part story at all. It's a complete lie. It's two stories. Um, because, you know, I thought they were both too good to leave out, but they sort of do tell you a nice picture of football in Cuba, because I'm not going to lie, I didn't know much about it. I couldn't tell you much about their history, players, clubs, anything really. So I thought I'll I'll do it the old-fashioned way and actually uh, have a little look. Anyway, so, as I'm sure you're aware, that Cuba won the Caribbean Cup in 2012. I knew they'd won it. I I wouldn't have been able to guess the year, though. They won it in 2012. They were in a group um, which had French Guyana. They beat them 2-1. Who else? Jamaica, who they beat 1-0. Jamaica finished bottom of their group that year. And Martinique, unfortunately, beat them. Martinique won their group. Um, They had former West Ham and Portsmouth striker Frederick Piquion. Yeah. Name rings a bell playing for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he scored the winner against against Cuba. Um, but they still progressed. They went through second. They beat Haiti, and then that set up a final against Trinidad and Tobago in front of a bumper crowd of seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> um, Trinidad, oh. took, 
Trinidad took them to extra time. And um, yeah, Cuba managed to 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 win it. They they stuck through one nil. And I've written down all the other goalkeepers' names apart from the one who scored in the final. That's disappointing. Never mind. Never mind. The fellow who scored um, when they beat French Guyana, they beat them two one. And this guy Ariel Martinez scored both of them, and oh, he's still playing. He's, he's still he's, playing. Yeah. Remind me of what he's up to or what he's been up to. Because I've heard of him. He's just left into Miami last season. Um, he played yeah. 29 for them and scored six. And now he's signed for a club in the US Championship, which all it said online was that it was lower than MLS. So I don't know if it's there, just the next tier down. Um, Hartford he's Athletic. Hartford Athletic, oh, yeah. there you go. He's not yet played for them yet, but I, I think that's because it must be the closed season rather than why would you not play this 35-year-old Cuban? <laughs> That's why I always ask myself. So this is it, isn't it? This is, you know, the manager at half has got an easy selection there, isn't he? First name on the team group. Anyway, so that's that's that. That's the sort of Caribbean Cup triumph. I mean, you know, listeners to this pod are going to be well aware of that. So I wasn't going to spend too much time on that, other than oh, to yeah. celebrate that they've won the same amount of trophies as England. Uh, but you don't hear them going on about it, do you? So there you go. Was it 10, 10 years of hurt? You don't get the Cuban lightning seed singing about that. Cuban lightning seed. <laughs> anyway, the other story, the other part of this, my, my tale, my delve into, into Cuban history involves um, where it all began. They, the first traces of football in Cuba is from 1907. And the first football team is called, and I apologize to any Spanish speaking listeners we have, Hatui Sports Club, H-A-T-U-E-Y, Hatui, probably not, is it? Hatui Sport Club was based in Havana and it was named after their first national hero, Hatui. Um, there's a little bit about Hatui if you want it, because it's, it's pretty mad. Is his first name Rat? <laughs> I hope his friends called him Rat, just, you know, yeah. Well, anyway, what he did and why he became a hero was because he led a group of the native Cuban people against the Spaniards who tried to invade and take over. And he like fought them off, not just him, he like he was the leader and he, he helped them fight off wave after wave of these Spanish people until eventually they caught him and set him on fire. But you know, apart from that, it was it was it was all good until then. Anyway, so fast forward back to, to 1907 when they had his football club. Unfortunately, and you know, it was their first time setting these things up, so I can get why they didn't quite get it right. But they only set up one football team, they didn't have anyone to play against, so they just used to find people in the local villages to sort of have a little kick about with just because they'd only thought of creating one football team. That's communism for you. Well, yeah, this is it. They, yeah, share. They, (laughs) um, they, sorry, they set up a match against a team of English, Scots, Irish and Welsh who had turned up, bizarrely. And the, that sort of collective British and Irish team was called Rover Athletic Club, which sounds so just, like a, like a pub team, I suppose, doesn't it? Like yeah, exactly. Well, it was 1907. Town Football Club. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so, yeah, they had a first, they had the match and Rover Athletic won 1-0. So there we go. That was that was that was where it all began, and then after that, people started playing. People started getting interested in football, and apparently, 
I say apparently, you know, because I'm only going off this one source I read, but it football became that big. It affected the sales of cigars and rum because people became more interested in playing football. I don't Ooh. know if that's a lazy, lazy cliche, though. But there we go. We fast forward a bit further and Cuba were accepted into FIFA in 1932. And six years after that, they were at the World Cup. In 1938, Cuba were in the World Cup. There's a big asterisk next to that, though, unfortunately, because they didn't actually qualify. And um, <laughs> the, the news at the time was the World Cup was going to be staged in South America because the previous one in 1934 had been in Italy. So they thought, all the South American nations thought, it's going to come over here now, so we'll have a good chance, blah, blah, blah. It's all great. They announced they were putting it in France, which is not in South America. So all the big South American countries went, well, sod you, we're not playing. So Cuba went, we'll play. And then (laughs) Cuba went to the World Cup. So there we go. I like that. They just turned up with... A, a load of sailing boats, bottle of rum, box well, of cigars. No, let us in, none lads. Of, <laughs> none of the squad had ever been abroad before, let alone played in, an, in a match abroad. They'd never even been there. So that was uh, interesting. They named themselves the Lions of the Caribbean, but Ooh. in Spanish. Leons de Caribe. Yeah, okay, we'll go for that. And insanely, their first game was against Romania, who it, apparently were a good team at the time, and they drew three all which is a heck of a result. Now, I assume extra time hadn't been invented yet because they played a replay a couple of days later. What? In the World Cup? The World Cup. Even more bizarrely, Cuba beat them 2-1. So it's fantastic. There's a little bit more about the, the, the that game, but I'll skip to the next game, which was the quarterfinal. So there wasn't many teams in this World Cup. So the second game was the quarterfinal. And they played Sweden, and unfortunately they got beat 8-0. So uh... that's a shame. But, you know, they got a win there. They're, no one can take that away from them. I've got a little quote as well, which I'll read. According to the team's top scorer, a man called Juan Tunas, T-U-N-A-S, but it's probably not Tunas. Juan says, Tunas. <laughs> yeah, that's just what he wanted. He wanted that one's name. He was, that was his lunch order. <laughs> Give me Juan Tunas. <laughs> Juan Tunas. Um, he yeah, he complained... <laughs> he complained about the pitch which is fair. He said, we were playing well and we felt we were favourites going into the game, but something had happened we hadn't bargained for. It rained and the pitch was sodden. We weren't used to conditions like that and we kept slipping over. Rain. You know, they're from the Caribbean. They probably don't play football in the rain. They're often fair play to them. Even more amazing about Juan Tunas is that this interview he gave was in 2010. He was 98. Yeah, he passed, he, not when he played then, he, he, he passed away the following year. He was the last surviving Cuban lion. His nickname was El Romperedas, which translates as the netbuster. Juan oh, Tunas, I love what that. a guy, what? he's great. amazing. Um, yeah, he was 98 and he passed away, what, 11 years ago and he played in the 1938 World Cup. What Fidel, Fidel Castro lived to be 90 despite the fact he was constantly chomping on a cigar. <laughs> probably shot that a few times. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the multiple assassination attempts by the Yanks. Yeah, all that. Um, so just lastly on the, the Cuban national team, they that was kind of it for them. Their Caribbean Cup win in 2012 and their World Cup. 
back in the day. Um, it's never really taken off from them from from there. They got to the Gold Cup quarterfinals in 2003. And according to the latest FIFA rankings, which was on the 31st of March, they are now 177th out of 210 FIFA nations. As low as that? I would not have guessed they were that low. The four teams immediately above are giants of world football, including St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Guyana and Belize. But they are above... Montserrat, Mauritius, Moldova, which I'm surprised at. I thought they would have had a few players. Um, Chad, which might just be a guy called Chad. And <laughs> Macau, who, again, I'm not sure they are interested in anything other than gambling. So, yeah, um, Macau's just like a Chinese gambling island. Yeah, yeah. So, But they have got the 182nd best football team in the world, have Macau. So there's that. I'm so anyway. pleased. I'm so pleased that Guyana are above all of those with 39-year-old Macclesfield midfielder Neil Dans <laughs> leading the line. I imagine after their recent their recent successes, Guyana are going to be up a few when they redo the rankings. I don't know if they do it once a month or what, but um, we'll keep an eye on that one and we'll, we'll update. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There is a sort of well-known Cuban footballer currently. His name mm. is Onel Lazaro Hernandez Maya. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays for Norwich. He is currently out on loan at Birmingham. 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 He's currently out on loan uh, at Birmingham. He has played 19 for them this season, scored three. And even as recent as this Monday, Easter Monday just gone, he played and he got an assist. They got beat 6-1 by Blackpool, but he played and got an assist. So, you know, that's he's obviously not a bad player. He played 26 times when Norwich were in the Premier League last. Um, scored. I was looking for a video of it, but he scored 11 times for Norwich and I couldn't be bothered watching all of them to figure out which one was the one in the Premier League. So I'm sure it was a cracker. Well, we'll yeah. find out when he's 98 because... Presumably he'll be on some news channel where he'll tell the story. It was sodden in Norwich, but he still banged in a 30-yard curler. He might have a day named after him by that point, might he? He might, you know, <laughs> freedom of the island. And yeah, that's kind of the best bits that I found about um about Cuba. There was many years where they just played baseball instead. I mean, I could tell you about the baseball team if you like. They won the baseball world cup 25 times, which is a good effort. Considering, like, they're not America. Like, how many countries play baseball? Like, America, Japan, and Cuba, apparently. Apparently, apparently in Cuba, yeah. And you know my dislike of a 
three-team football tournaments, so I assume oh, yeah. that stands for a three-team baseball got, tournament too. Have you got anything in there about how, until very recently, every time Cuba played in America, half their team would defect to America? I did read about players that were... Um, well, they used to have a rule where if you, I don't know, just fancied going to change nationality and you lived over there, you could just do it. I don't know why they that was ever a thing. But... in America because like Americans are desperate to weaken Cuba in any way that they can. Fine, that might have been it. I did also read, but I've lost the link of where it says what the year the years involved were, but all professional sport was banned for a while. So that probably yeah. didn't help their progress. I was, I'm kind of weirdly fascinated by the Cuban national team. And um, mm. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think, yeah, there's no, there was no, there's no like professional f- sport on in Cuba. Yeah. Um, and even if there was, it probably wouldn't be that good. Uh, and like, and the national team, you're only allowed to play for them if you played for a Cuban club. So that's not really a recipe for great success. But that, I'm not, I couldn't tell you the year, but I just went on one day to see what was going on. And I noticed that all the players were playing abroad now. So they obviously got sick yeah. of that. So Hernandez has um, now played for the Cuban national team. And I'm kind of watching them like um, Daz watches uh, Jamaica. There's going to be a real good player that comes through eventually. Like, uh, yeah, what's his chops? Leon Bailey, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's going to oh, be a Cuban you, Leon Bailey. You, you could argue if there's that lad who's online at Birmingham, he might be the one to yeah. watch. How old is he? Or he's, is 20, he like, he's 28 uh, now, that's the problem. Yeah, sod that, then he's past it. But I have faith. I'm sure look, I'm sure Cuba will come good. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'm just reading a little bit more about what you said about them playing abroad and stuff like that. And their they're sort of, their current amateur league seems a bit, weird as, as you were saying they just probably tried to make it a bit interesting i mean their campeonato nacional which is their top level of their pyramid is 16 clubs split into four groups of four teams none of the players are paid the facilities are squalid and the pitches shoddy mm. so yeah that, that's kind of it they they uh defect to america basically and it's got a list of players who've done that gone to pursue a professional career in mls yeah, it's just like if you can't if you can't play for the national team of Cuba and play professionally, then you're gonna you're gonna sod off if you're any good, aren't you? Yeah. But exactly. apparently, it was the policy was called the wet feet, dry feet policy, and it ended in January 2017. However, lots more people have defected since then. <laughs> so, wow, I like the name of the policy. That's pretty good. And apparently, they have the same problem in baseball. Yeah, I think in general the Caribbean has a huge issue in that it's obviously got a lot of homegrown talented players, but it hasn't got a professional league in the whole region. It, they do need to sort of be strict with these rules. I mean, you, you mentioned sort of Dan's before. I'm sure he is from Guyana and the, the, not taking that away from him. But, you know, I'm sure some people just pick and choose to just to have a little runabout in, in international games. I mean, I remember hearing about one guy who played for either Northern Ireland or the Republic. Might have been Connor Washington. He played for QPR. The, f- the first, when he went over to make his debut, that was the first time he'd been to Ireland. So that's how Irish he was. You know, was that guy from Port Vale, the like really white guy who his grandma was born in Trinidad. And then like after a match, um, 
an opposition player sorted out to him under instruction of his um, manager and was like, I hear you have Trini blood and like tapped him up for the national team. You would, you would if it was yeah. you though. Well, that's it. He was, oh. he was yeah, born and raised in Stafford and then all of a sudden got called up for Trinidad and played against England in the World Cup. You couldn't write it. <laughs> wow. Speaking of things you couldn't write and also about World Cups, oh. the first baseball, the Baseball World Cup was a thing. It ran from 1938 to 2011. So there's a fair few iterations of it. It wasn't just a rubbish thing. Anyway, 1938, so the same year as Cuba were in the World Cup in football. The World Cup of baseball was happening in, 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 doesn't say. Oh, I does say, but I'm not going to tell you where because it ruins what I'm about to ask you. So, the 1938 Baseball World Cup, I'll let you have one guess each. Who won the 1938 Baseball World Cup? Does Uber? Tom? Vatican City. <laughs> Bizarrely, that's closer. Huh? Great Britain is the answer. What? Great Britain won the 1938 Baseball World Cup, and I don't think they've won it since. If we have any American listeners, I, I've never seen anyone play baseball in this country, ever. Wasn't it shortly? Wasn't it just replaced by rounders? Yeah, we have a very similar game called Rounders, which is mostly enjoyed by like primary school children <laughs> and drunk people during the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also have to, to sort of um, clarify that point that the 1938 World Cup in which Great Britain won was also played in Great Britain and was only between them and the United States. So it wasn't as big as it got, that's all. But, you know. There was one uh, game, it was us versus the US. Yeah, and and Britain beat them, so that's good. The next year, they expanded it to three teams. Really stupid. The next year, they expanded it to three teams, and it was Cuba, Nicaragua, and the US. The following year, Cuba, Nicaragua, and the United States invited Venezuela, so they could all play as well. And then, I'm not going to go through the entire history, but there was as many as 22 clubs, clubs, Hmm. countries, participants at one point. Is there an American Football World Cup? I hope not. I hope not. Because that would be really stupid. There better not be. Um, Settle in, lads. The IFAF World Championship of American Football is an international competition held every four years. So it does oh seem God. like a. Has a anyone World Cup. other than America ever won this? Hang on. It started in 1999 and results. There's a section on results. Um, there were six teams in it in the first year. So, ah, okay. So the first two years, America didn't win it. I'll let you have a guess each. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Although it wasn't America that won it the first two years, it was the same country who won it in 99 and then defended it in 2003 and then actually finished second in 2007. So they're not a bad little team, this team. So Daz, who who won the first two American Football World Cups? Is it Chad? (laughs) Seriously, I reckon Ireland, maybe? Because they have sort of similar games. Better games. Yeah, I think I'd have gone for a rugby nation as well. It was actually Japan. Huh. Japan are really into rugby. I don't know about American football. 
Japan beat Mexico in the first two finals. And then since then, 2007, 2015, sorry, 2007, 2011, and 2015, it's been America. Imagine being in America, home of like the NFL and all the big scary men, and losing the first two American Football World Cups to Japan. Did they compete in it? Did they send like a under 14 side? Because I'm not being funny, but I reckon I've never heard of this. And it's the sort of thing that if it was actually a real thing where America sent their best players, it'd be all over the news. It'd be all over the news because people over here do like that. No, I don't think they did. I don't think they did compete the first couple of years. You've got me there. The first one, the first one seemed to be in order that they're ranked. So there was a third place playoff and a fourth, fifth, and sixth team. Maybe there was a, group, a league table or something. But it's, it was Japan beat Mexico in the final. Sweden beat Italy in the third, fourth place playoff. Australia and Finland were also there. I don't know. Sorry, I, anyway, that one out. I hope you all Anyways. enjoyed this podcast about Cuba. <laughs> Cuba, I'm not interested in the American Football World Cup. America is pig disgusting. He spit on your oval ball. <laughs> Baseball, though, we'll give you that. Yeah. Now, as I say, now that we've explored Cuba through all of its sporting greatness, it must be the time where I select Tom's next country through our random country generator. Are you ready, Thomas? <laughs> Laos. Oh. Hmm. As, as I always say, I'll do what I can. <laughs> the Tom Meadowcroft way. <laughs> Laos. Well, that's a, that's a lousy pick. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Save this for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do you want to do um, Are You Smarter Than a Groundhopper quickly? Yeah, do it. Right. Daz, go away. Please don't slag off my El Shabab top whilst I'm muted. I'm going to go now. He looks like a paedophile in that shirt. Andy, for one sweetie, what is Woking FC's nickname? I've been to Woking. It's rubbish. (laughs) I don't know. I know they play in red and I think black. Is that going to be a clue? Mm. I don't want to hand it to you, but yeah, that's a clue. Mm. What's the things are red and black? Don't know. Or is an animal red and black? No, I I don't know. I'm going to go with the standard red football nickname of Robins. Uh, uh, You are incorrect. Yeah. I'm just going to... Can we get Daz back? Yeah. Hello, Hello Daz. Looking right. resplendent in your El Kebab shirt. El Kebab! <laughs> For one sweetie, what is Woking FC's nickname? Not great at this, are we? Is it... Is it the Red Devils? Oh. I you're thought both, they sh- you're both stupid. Yeah. I thought they it, shared it with Manu. The answer is the cards. 
As in playing cards. Okay, yes. fine. That's the red and black bit. No one's where you got that from for a sec. So Do we know uh, why? Uh, I'm assuming that they make cards in Woking. I'll just uh, confirm that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's short for the Cardinals. Okay, that's good. So three played, nil nil. Yeah. Well, I got my bonus point from Steve McLaren. Oh, let it go. You both got that. Yeah, but I got it first. He just copied. <laughs> yeah. Like on Countdown, where they show the other person that they've written it down as well. We should have done that, shouldn't we? Yeah. It's actually 0.1 nil. Who wants to hear more jokes about Roman numerals? I, for one. Bad <laughs> time. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.